0: Move forth with grace. I am so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Never Bands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of any experimental injections, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Check them out today and get one if you'd like at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and ways that I might be helpful to you and your family. That could even just simply be through a prayer request. So if you are in need of prayer, I will be happy to join you in prayer. Uh, And you can absolutely email me on my website, and I would be happy to pray with you anytime. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a new American Standard Bible that does include historical documents from the Founders era. It really is a beautiful treasure for your home, and I highly recommend them. And you can find one today at www.foundersbible.com. I am following the five-day Bible reading plan, and you can download and print a copy if you'd like to follow along at www.fivedaybiblereading.com. Well, today is day 183. And if this is your first time here on the podcast, we are reading the Bible in a year. And that doesn't mean that you have to wait until January 1st. In fact, I really do not recommend that you do that. And I'm just so glad that you clicked on today's episode. So you can absolutely continue from here through the end of the year and then pick up on all the episodes prior to this one and let that be your year experience of reading the Bible. Or you can simply stop this episode right now and go to day one, the day one episode, and declare that today is your first day in reading the Bible in a year, okay? It's really that simple. So either way is completely fine. I'm just so glad that you have found the podcast. Welcome. If you've been here since the beginning, amazing, right? I mean, I know I say this. I know I say this a lot, but seriously, I cannot even begin to describe um, how different this year has been for me and really trying to apply the Bible in my life, in my daily life. And so I really hope that you are experiencing some of the same shifts in your life and that you are learning along the way, that you are uh, uh, being given the uh, right teachers in your life if there's something else that you want to expand on. Uh, So that is my hope for you and just a a greater understanding of God's word for us. So I'm just so glad that you're here. Well, today I wanted to just quickly, I wanted to look up um, and understand a little bit more about the word Zion, okay? Because, you know, this is a word that I'm not familiar with. I have heard it absolutely. We've heard of Mount Zion, those things. But I wanted to just be sure that I understand as I'm reading, and then maybe it will be helpful to you as we're reading through Isaiah again today. So um, Zion, it occurs 150 times in the Bible, and it means... Fortification, and it has the idea of being raised up as a monument. So Zion can be described as the city of David and the city of God. That's one of the uh, definitions. And um, another another meaning uh, from Christianity.com is Zion also means mountain, another term for governments or nations. And then BibleStudyTools.com says, um, let's see. Where was what I saw? I saw something else. So it is a city, um, a fortress of Zion. It's the city of David. And um, I guess that would be probably the, the main thing. Um, but I just wanted to get more clear on that. Oh, here it is right here. According to Christianity.com, the ancient Hebrew word, Zion, Zion is a Canaanite hill fortress in Jerusalem captured by David and called the Bible city of David. So there you have it. So wanted to just bring some clarity to that so that I understand and um, that maybe it will bring you more understanding as well. So today we're going to be reading Isaiah 53 through 55, Psalm 128 and 1 Corinthians 15. Isaiah chapter 53, the suffering servant. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of the parched ground. He has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs... To fall on him. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth, like a lamb that is led to slaughter, and like a sheep that is silent before its shearers. So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people, to whom the stroke was due. His grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with a rich man in his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offspring. He will prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many, as he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will allot him a portion with the great, and he will divide the booty with the strong, because he poured out himself to death, and was numbered with transgressors. Yet he himself bore the sin of many, and interceded for their transgressors. The Fertility of Zion, chapter 54. Shout for joy, O barren one, you who have borne no child. Break forth into joyful shouting, and cry aloud, you who have not travailed. For the sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out the curtains of your dwellings, spare not, lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs, for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your descendants will possess nations and will resettle the desolate cities. Fear not, for you will not be put to shame, and do not feel humiliated, for you will not be disgraced, but you will forget the shame of your youth. And the reproach of your widowhood you will remember no more. For your husband is your maker, whose name is the Lord of hosts, and your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, who is called the God of all the earth. For the Lord has called you like a wife, forsaken and grieved in spirit, even like a wife of one's youth when she is rejected, says your God. For a brief moment I forsook you, but with great compassion I will gather you. In an outburst of anger I hid my face from you for a moment, But with everlasting loving kindness, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. For this is like the days of Noah to me, when I swore that the waters of Noah would not flood the earth again. So I have sworn that I will not be angry with you, nor will I rebuke you. For the mountains may be removed and the hills may shake, but my loving kindness will not be removed from you, and my covenant of peace will not be shaken, says the Lord who has compassion on you. O afflicted one, storm-tossed and not comforted! Behold, I will set your stones in antimony, and your foundations I will lay in sapphires. Moreover, I will make your battlements of rubies, and your gates of crystal, and your entire wall of precious stones. All your sons will be taught of the Lord, and the well-being of your sons will be great. In righteousness you will be established. You will be far from oppression, for you will not fear, and from terror, for it will not come near you. If anyone fiercely assails you, it will not be from me. Whoever assails you will fall because of you. Behold, I myself have created the smith who blows the fire of coals and brings out a weapon for its work, and I have created the destroyer to ruin. No weapon that is formed against you will prosper, and every tongue that accuses you in judgment you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. Free offer of mercy, chapter 55. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk, without money and without cost. Why do you spread, spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourself in abundance. Incline your ear, and come to me. Listen that you may live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. According to the faithful mercies shown to David. Behold, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you will call a nation you do not know, and a nation which knows you not will run to you. Because of the Lord your God, even the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man, his thoughts, And let him return to the Lord, and he will have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout, and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. For you will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth into shouts of joy before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush, the cypress will come up, and instead of the nettle, the myrtle will come up, and it will be a memorial to the Lord for an everlasting sign which will not be cut off. Psalm 128, Blessedness of the Fear of the Lord, A Song of Ascents How blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you shall eat of the fruit of your hands, you will be happy and it will be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine within your house, your children like olive plants around your table. Behold, for thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion, and may you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Indeed, may you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. First Corinthians chapter 15 the fact of christ's resurrection now i make known to you brethren the gospel which i preached to you which also you received in which also you stand by which also you are saved if you hold fast the word which i preached to you unless you believed in vain for i delivered to you as of first importance what i also received that christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than five hundred brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, as to one ultimately untimely born, he appeared to me also. For I am the least of the apostles and not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me did not prove vain. But I labored even more than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach. And so you believed. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, How do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is vain. Your faith is also vain. Moreover, we are even found to be false witnesses of God because we testified against God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ... Has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. The Order of Resurrection. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, after that those who are Christ's at his coming. Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to the God and Father, when he has abolished all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. For he has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when he says, All things are put in subjection, it is evident that he is expected, that he is accepted who put all things in subjection to him. When all things are subjected to him, then the son himself also will be subjected to the one who subjected all things to him so that God may be all in all. Otherwise, what will those do who are baptized for the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, why then are they baptized for them? Why are we also in danger every hour? I affirm brethren by the boasting in you, which I have in Christ Jesus, our Lord, I die daily. If from Human motives, I fought with wild beasts at Ephesus. What does it profit me? If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Become sober-minded as you ought and stop sinning, for some have no knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. But someone will say, how are the dead raised, and with what kind of body do they come? You fool. That which you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And that which you sow, you do not sow the body, which is to be, but a large grain, but, excuse me, but a bare grain, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body just as he wished, and to each of the seeds a body of its own. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one flesh of men and another flesh of beasts, and another flesh of birds and another of fish there are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies but the glory of the heavenly is one and the glory of the earthly is another there is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars for stars differs from for star differs from star in glory so also is the resurrection of the dead it is sown a perishable body it is raised an imperishable body It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man is from the earth, earthy. The second man is from heaven. As is the earthy, so also are those who are earthy. And as is the heavenly, so also are those who are heavenly. Just as we have borne the image of the earthy, we will also bear the image of the heavenly. The mystery of resurrection. Now I say this, brethren. That flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable must put on the imperishable, and this mortal must put on immorality, immortality. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. And Those are our readings today. So let's go back to Isaiah 53 for a moment, um, hoping that you picked up on some things. Who is being described here, This suffering servant? That is absolutely Jesus. He was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening of our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging, we are healed. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away, and as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due. His grave was assigned with wicked men yet he was with a rich man in his death because he had done no violence nor was there any deceit in his mouth As a result of the anguish of his soul he will not see it he will see it and be satisfied by his knowledge the righteous one my servant will justify the many as he will bear their iniquities Very powerful, and I believe I've heard it in a commentary from um, Chuck Missler. Chuck Missler um, about the about this about um, specifically saying um, his grave was assigned with wicked men. He was buried in a tomb that did house. sinners it was a tomb that had already been there and so that happened and also um um, there is a part that explains the rich man in his death and I'm wondering if it was a man named Joseph he went to um I believe he went to Pilate and again you know I could be wrong but we could obviously look this up in either Matthew Mark Luke or John um, I believe he went to Pilate and asked to have Jesus' body, and he was a rich man uh, that um, was in the presence of Jesus at that time when his body was dead. So just so very interesting and fascinating. And in our First Corinthians, so beautiful in describing the resurrection, the fact that it occurred. Um, I love the description here. Um, I love how it, we are talking about Adam, the earthy, and of Christ, the heavenly, right? It's just so beautiful. And uh, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last, Adam, became a life-giving spirit. And so uh, if we are speaking in types, right, so Adam would be a type and Jesus would be a type in the New Testament, and they both play very important roles And, um, so in Adam all die and in Christ all will be made alive. So it's so beautiful to make that connection that, you know, with Adam and the fall of all of us, right. And (laughs) it will be that way forever. And then when we are born again into Christ and understand that he is absolutely our savior, savior and redeemer, then we are, we become that life giving spirit. It's just so beautiful. I I, lo- I really enjoyed that reading from 1 Corinthians today. Very powerful, life-giving, hopeful, right? And <clears throat> the description of the spiritual body, isn't that beautiful? <clears throat> we have a natural body and a spiritual body. And first came the natural, and then next came, comes the spiritual. And we all will receive that spiritual body, and it will be amazing. <laughs> it will be incredible. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for days like these when we find ourselves in awe and in hope and not in fear. Lord, thank you for bringing us that, especially when sometimes what we focus on, whether that be what is going on in the world or what we think is going on or see or perceive around us, Lord, we can get very fearful, and by reading passages like this today, we can be filled up our souls can be fueled and nourished and we just thank you for days like this we thank you for sending us your son he is the only one who can save us from our sins adam brought us into death and sin and jesus is our redeemer and we believe in that we believe that he rose from the dead three days after his death we absolutely believe that with full certainty and we are so grateful to have the faith that we do and we continue to ask you to strengthen our faith as we do this all together thank you lord for all of our blessings our provisions and our protection guidance of course, too. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. May you be filled with hope and joy, and may you be in awe. That's our God. I look forward to being with you in the next episode.